I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. Apologies that you can muster from your dread Won't protect you on your bed Nothing will from Pumpkinhead This is not a dream, baby This ain't Halloween, baby When I'm on the scene This is what we call a scream, baby Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app At Poltergeist underscore OD This is Fred Vogel from Toe Tag And you're listening to Sick on Cinema Everybody and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your dinosaur pajama wearing podcasters, John. I'm the other half, Matt. What are you eight? <laughs> are you eight years old? Um, and we are coming back off the heels of a monumental episode of Sick on Cinema, as uh, we're coming off the Jonathan Doe interview. <laughs> we're coming off a great episode by being late. <laughs> well, shut the hell up. It happens. Yeah, work. Life. <laughs> Life sucks, and then and you, you die. die. Yeah, uh, in case this is your first time listening to the podcast, because we got, we got uh, several new followers from listening to uh, people listening to the John the Doe interview. Yes. Uh, we are the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Yes. Uh, our mission statement is to cover the weirdest, obscurest, strangest, goriest, most disturbing films ever made. Yep. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, I mean, uh, uh, you've got... Shittiest. Shittiest as well. <laughs> we'll get to that one day. But as always, questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yep. And if you want to ask a question for the week, you can by waiting until I post a picture on Instagram and commenting on it. Or just email us. Or just email us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you don't want to email us, then you can. You can yeah, you can do that. You can do the Instagram. Because Facebook's dead, Twitter's dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Twitter's a cesspool. So just, just follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the place we post. It's the only place we post. It's the only place we post, pretty much. So, uh, you want to get into questions? Sure. Do you want to bullshit? want to bullshit? Do you want to ramble on about nothing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do, what do you want to do first? <laughs> What do you think the listeners want us to do? Probably go to questions. Probably. Because <laughs> every, every, every week I'm like, so what you been up to, Matt? And you're just like, oh, fucking nothing. What about you? And I'm like, work. 
Well, this week it, it's mostly just been work, terrible scheduling, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and just <laughs> hell on earth. But pretty much, yeah, yeah. So questions? So, so yeah. L- l- let's say fuck how we're doing. Yeah, because <laughs> terrible is the answer. Yeah, terrible, <laughs> absolutely atrocious. Now, let's just move on to the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, like I said, if you have a question for Sick on Cinema, you can send it to gmail dot com. Or every week I post on Twitter. Or not Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Instagram. <laughs> Liar. Fraud. Bullshit artist. <laughs> Bullshit artist. <laughs> Sorry, just bl- warning headphone users. But I post on Instagram a little picture that says ask us questions. You can ask questions there. Like these fine listeners. Yes. We start with our boy, Robert, from Wyoming. <laughs> What's up, Robert? He says, hey, gentlemen, greetings from Wyoming. My question this week... I love I love he's, he starts the emails like that. I know, right? That's great. <laughs> My question this week is, if you could pick your top four directors to make a segment movie like VHS, and they can be dead or alive, who would they be? Mine would be Fred Vogel, Ryan Nicholson, and Eric Stanzi, with Pascal Lagier doing the wraparound slash tie-in story, because Martyrs, an incident in a ghostland, are the shit. They're not all my favorite, but I think they could do some twisted stories in 30 minutes. P.S. If you guys haven't seen Incident in a Ghostland, don't read anything about it. Just watch it. Take care. Love you guys. Love you too, Robert. And I don't know if he's going to GCW or not, but if you are, have a great time. Yes. We'll be watching it. <laughs> Probably the replay. Oh, yeah. We're not going to watch it live. <laughs> we'll be at work. But <laughs> yeah. Because work is... Never mind. <laughs> Sick on cinema, the podcast that complains about work. Work sucks. And then you die. (laughs) You get your money, you pay your bills, and then you fucking die. Yeah. Sorry. He also sends an email about his son being stoked that we read the part about him being a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Which is awesome, because we're big wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, like I said, if you're going to the GCW in Wyoming this weekend... Have a great time. Yeah, have a great time. It should be fun. Um... It looks like it's going to be absolutely insane. Yeah, it does. So I'm most excited for Atticus and Ricky Morton. Hey, <laughs> that match looks great, but I'm also want to. I want. I can't wait to see Two Cold Scorpio and Chris, Chris Dickinson. Dickinson. Like, what the hell? We're on a tangent now that 90 percent of our listeners are like, "What the hell are they talking about?" <laughs> they're like, "Who the hell's Two Cold Scorpio? <laughs> what is a Mortal Kombat ripoff?" Yeah, <laughs> get on <with> the movies. <laughs> yeah, top directors. To make a segment movie like VHS, like an anthology using directors that we yeah. like, dead or alive. Oh God! Excuse me. <laughs> Just burping the microphone. Nah. Um, it's not like we're professional. <laughs> <laughs> you think after like two years, well, when you're gone, but death, <laughs> <laughs> when you're of death, and then being resurrected, uh, like you think we'd be better Christ. at this? <laughs> What? Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, wh- what are you thinking? So, the first thing that popped in my head yeah. was uh, an Italian version. Okay. So, I'm thinking, like, the all-stars. I'm thinking Argento, yeah. Fulci, Lombardo Bava, Ruggiero Diodato, and uh, who would be the fifth one? Bruno Mattei. <laughs> oh. Oh, Lord. Oh Lord! No, nah, um, I don't know. Uh, because you could do like Alberto Lindsay or Sergio Leone, or well, no, Leone probably wouldn't do it because he's more of like a respected Western director. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but Sergio Martino, Enzo Castellari, Aldo Lotto. 
Um, while while we're on the topic of anthologies, real quick, um, go check out Symbolicus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually kind of what you know. Yeah, it's great. It is really good. Yeah, Marcus Cook, Jonathan Doe. Yeah, James Bell, Joe Meredith. Bonacore, <laughs> a lot of really great underground filmmakers. I have one in mind, but I don't have a wraparound. What do you got? I've got Clive Barker. Ooh, like it. Um, David Lynch. Oh my God! Okay. And Toby Hooper. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's like acid. The anthology. <laughs> yeah, so, but I'm trying to think of another person to to add into the mix. Who directed Begotten? <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, but <laughs> sure. Have him do the wraparound. Or I don't know their I don't know their gender or yeah. who did the movie. What about the Quay brothers? That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. The Quay brothers would be awesome, actually. I like the Quay brothers. I know very little about Begotten besides the movie exists, by so the way. Be like, at the beginning of it. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like Mother Earth. Mother Earth, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a weird one. Yeah, when we cover that movie, we're gonna be like, What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> what is this outlaw mud show bullshit? <laughs> uh, another cool one, I think. Like Fred Vogel would be cool. Yeah. Um. Like maybe like the old school. Like I like the Eric Stanzi, Ryan Nicholson. Like like I guess a lot. Yeah. You get there on like Van Baber. Yeah. If he, he can get along, problematic, if he could get along with anybody, <laughs> but he doesn't. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because like you know we're gonna be covering. We're actually doing anthologies really soon. Yeah. And uh, Theater Bazaar was like the perfect anthology for me. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, Richard Stanley, which now Richard Stanley's a little problematic, but... Yeah. A little... A little's bit of a... (laughs) You know. But, yeah. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. Like, Richard Stanley... Oh, I just came up with the wraparound. Sorry. Um, God, the, the guy who did Combat Shock. Buddy Juvenazzo. Yeah, That's Buddy Juvenazzo, yeah. Because in Theater Bazaar, it's Richard Stanley, Buddy Juvenazzo, Douglas yeah. Buck... And it's like, what the? F- <laughs> like, this is fucking great, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a wild lineup. What about uh, f- uh, Fred Vogel? Because I always like Fred Vogel being in there. Yeah, Jorg Buggerot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, damn. Let me think of some like underground '90s filmmakers. Underground '90s filmmakers. Oh god. Harmony Kareen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Kareem Hussein's another guy that's in the theater. Yeah. Bizarre. It's like. You know something that would be kind of interesting? Mm-hmm. Like an anthology where... Like it's an anthology of documentaries. Like three short stories told in a... Documentary format? Yeah. I think, that, I think that'd be kind of cool. You gotta get the guys who did Paradise Lost. Ooh. Well, <laughs> they also did the Ted Bundy documentary. Well, you know. Which, again... Hit or miss. <laughs> but not only did they do the Ted, the, the Ted Bunny documentary, but also did the film that was on Netflix. He also did Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, my What's God. What's that guy's name? I don't remember. Something. over there. Something. Something. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Welcome to the worst podcast on planet Earth. Oh. So thank you, Robert. We love you. Th- thank you for commenting, man. Yeah, you're always great. We always appreciate you. We have another qu- uh, question from... This time from Adrian. Adrian, sorry. <laughs> Adrian says, I'm sorry. Hi, guys. Greetings from Wales. What the hell? I know. That is insane to me. Like two goobers from East Tennessee are answering <laughs> a question from a guy from all the way across the fucking ocean. Across the pond, if you will. <laughs> and now he's still going stop listening. <laughs> it's like, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> are you going to do an episode on British disturbing cinema? 
films like Scum, Kill List, and Mum and Dad are pretty messed up. Also, are there any films that you haven't been able to watch through to the end? The short answer to that first one is absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, we were actually thinking about, we were planning on, planning out some stuff about, uh, around uh, British disturbing films. Yeah, in like particular, Alan Clark. Alan Clark, yeah. Scum, uh, The Firm. And uh, we, we were talking about potentially coming up with a, uh, this is a little bit behind the curtain, but if you guys want to see this, uh, when I see this, God almighty. It's late. It's not even late. It's just we've been working all day. I'm about to fucking throw the microphone down and leave. <laughs> You're like Sam Hyde. <laughs> Did I reference Sam Hyde on the podcast? <laughs> Sam Hyde's a problematic man. You don't have to like Sam Hyde to think it's funny what he did. And kick the box fan. It was great. (laughs) It was great. Anyways, go ahead. Um, uh, We're we're talking about doing movies about uh, PSAs. Like the PSA movies. Yeah, the British PSA films. Yeah, like like, No Child of Mine. Yeah. Which are pretty fucked up. Do you remember the one where it's like the guy dressed like death following the kids around? Yes. That one's fantastic. It's so weird. The kid like drowns and he's like... Like points, points at him. Yeah, Alan Clark, you know, we, we're definitely going to do Scum. We're going to kill this. Probably Made in Britain. Yeah. Is Made in Britain the one with uh, Tim Roth? I think so, right? I, I, th- I think so, maybe? Yeah, because I confuse it in a movie called This is England. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's Made in Britain is the one with Tim Roth where he's like a neo-Nazi. Kind yeah. Of guy. Like a skinhead. Maybe he's not. I don't, think he's a neo- I don't know if he's a neo-Nazi, but he's definitely a skinhead. Yeah. Uh, we also have Kill List in a episode... Uh, for the future. You know, I was thinking about that. We have all of Ben Wheatley's films in in things. We probably should just take them out and just do a Ben Wheatley episode. Because, yeah, <laughs> like, totally. you do, like, you do Kill List, This is England, Sightseers, yeah. High Rise, The Apostle. Like, he's done several films at this point. Oh, yeah. He also had a good segment in ABC's Death 2, The Vampire Hunter, where it's like a POV of the vampire. Oh, yeah. That was good. And I've heard of Mum and Dad. I don't know a ton about it, though. I have heard about Mum and Dad. Uh, I've heard it's Pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. There's a movie called Mom and Dad from yeah. the U.S., but that's not the same thing. No. And then there's also, I think, Mom and Dad with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, there's also a movie, like, I don't know if it's similar, because I haven't seen either of them. There's also, like, we need to talk about Kevin. I don't know if that's British, though. I know it's not British. I'm just saying, well, I don't think it's British. I've seen it. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's got John C. Riley in it. Yeah. It's a pretty Weird. good movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I, I still imagine like John C. Riley doing a ton of serious. He's stuff. a good actor. Oh right? yeah, he's a really good actor. Um, it's like Adam Sandler bringing uncut gems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like what? But yes, yeah, just some more. Like you oh know, yeah, I like British cinema a lot, but my my knowledge of British cinema is a lot of like sixties. Yeah, like Hammer and Amicus stuff. Yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with more contemporary. Yeah, and like uh, on, on top of that, like speaking of like the episode we're doing tonight on a Mexican filmmaker, we don't know a ton about Mexican, Mexican cinema films. outside of like certain areas. Yeah, like the sixties and fifties in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> mostly the Santa movies. Yeah, and uh, his last question was, "Are there any films you haven't been able to watch through to the end?" Uh. Now, for me personally, not because they're disturbing. Yeah. There's definitely movies I've turned off because they were shit. Oh, God. There was that one movie we were, we were trying to watch. Pure Joy. I hate that movie. We made, what, 20 minutes in, maybe? I don't know if it was even 20. It was like, 
it was just like some of the cringiest edge lord shit I'd seen some in a while. Some of the worst riding I'd I'd heard in a long time, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, like <laughs> not, time is too precious. Yeah, there's not been a like I've I've had to pause movies for sure. I've really had to other than like I had to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had to pause movies to be like I had I had to take a break. Like mostly it's like. Like the movies I had to take a had to pause through are very surprising probably to people like Girl Next Door mm. and stuff like that because those movies just wear on you. You're lying, by the way. What terrible meal? Well, I was gonna get to that. <laughs> what you said you hadn't turned them off because of like. Well, I didn't, okay. <laughs> I didn't turn it off because it was like too disturbing. Yeah, because it, it was just gross as shit. Yeah. <laughs> For me, gross stuff bothers me more yeah. more than the disturbing stuff. I agree with that actually. Um. I don't know. Uh, Grace, a movie that people were like, God, they were going ape shit about. It's about this mom who like gives birth to a stillborn, Ooh. but then the baby comes back alive and she has to feed it blood. Oh wow! You know, like going back and watching it now, I may love it. Yeah, but I don't know. There was something about the time I just was not feeling it. I didn't care for it, and I just turned it off. Outside of that, I don't like outside of a terrible meal, which I tried to watch and had to like find some probably some sketchy ass porn side, by the way. <laughs> because all well, yeah. the internet. Um, I turned off uh, Stallone's porno. What was that Italian Stallion? Oh God! I just want to think about him doing porn. Yeah, that's why I turned. Also, it off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Adrian for doing the Rocky thing. That was. <laughs> I, I didn't was, even think about that. I didn't mean to break up Italian yeah, Stallion because I, of that. I'm so sorry. I was trying to think of movies I turned off. I haven't turned off much. Uh, you of know anything. what? Sometimes never done is walk out of a theater. No, but I hear people do that. I remember but my brother and a friend of ours went to go see the Lights Out movie and they chicken shit it out and ran out of the theater. Like, the closest I ever came to walking out of the theater was probably Ring 2. Oh. But I made it through it, no matter how god awful that movie is. I've seen some terrible movies mm-hmm. in theaters in particular. and I went and seen Green Inferno. Oh, boy. That was fun because there was like five people in the theater besides me and my friends. Yeah. And, like, we just, like, start roasting the film, and the people who were sitting in front of us instead of being like, shut up, were loving what we were doing, and we're laughing and getting yeah. into it, and we're all, the whole theater was, like, just roasting this movie. It was, like, a <laughs> mass, like, like a theater of, like, five people doing Mystery Science Theater. That's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's not, like, again, I've had to pause movies. Like, the first time I watched Under, August Underground Mortem, I had to pause it, because it was just, like... At that point, I had not watched a, a ton of disturbing cinema. Like I like I think at that point I had seen like Last House on the Left, mm-hmm. and I decided to jump into those movies. I mean, there's probably some movies that I stopped, but eventually went back and finished. Yeah, like the first time I tried to watch Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yeah, like the first time I, w- I watched Tetsuo, I did not like it. Yeah, at all. And again, I was kind of the same way. Yeah, but upon reviewing, I'm like, this is really just solo. I think I turned off Solo. You turned off Solo? First time I watched it. I paused it a couple times. But I finished it, too. Yeah. Junk films. See, I have not. See, that's the one I have not watched yet, but... There was a scene in particular where I was watching with my friend, and they picked this guy up, and his head, like, splits open like a watermelon. Ugh. And we're both like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it turned it off. <laughs> Jesus. But we finished it. <laughs> I, I mean, the thing, the thing about, like, stuff like junk films, like, if you've seen, like, gore stuff online, you... Yeah, oh yeah. You, I mean, that would be nothing for me, but at the time, we didn't... Yeah, you're not really as, as accustomed to stuff like that. No. It wasn't until after that that we started searching 
more gore stuff and weird shit online. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's just how the uh, <laughs> our brains work, I guess. Yeah. So thank you, Adrian, for the questions. Keep them coming. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Next up, God, I hope I said this name, this guy's name right. Oh no, Joshua, <laughs> Fat Attack, F A T T Attack. Huh. I think okay. that's how you say it. He also believes shouted us out on his story. Oh, okay, cool. So, fuck yeah, thank you, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, what thank are you. some of the are your most anticipated releases for the year? I know for you, there's Debris Documentar. Debris Documentar, yeah. Um, Petro Video, go check them out. I don't know if it's coming out this year, but there's a new American guinea pig coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's in the works. I've yeah. seen that Sam Hell's working on it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> the steels look insane. Yes. <laughs> it looks like some kind of cult. It looks like some. It looks like like Bohemian Grove type yeah, stuff. Yeah, it does. I'm really looking forward to it. And it looks wild. Um, you know, I keep hearing Unearths doing Doctor Lamb and Promutus. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited about that. Which I know they are doing both of those, by the way. For sure. Yeah. If you go to their website and Instagram, they've posted stuff here and there about it. That's awesome. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Severin just announced they're doing uh, Blood for Dracula, a.k.a. Andy Warhol's Dracula. Oh, wow. Okay. Very excited about that. And uh, it's not been announced who yet, but some company is doing Flesh for Frankenstein, a.k.a. Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. Oh, that, that movie's been like in like copyright hell, hasn't yeah. it? Not? Yeah. And people are rumoring that's going to be Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, wow. Because it's a 3D there's a 3D version of it. Okay. And, and the Vinegar does 3D releases. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so hopefully... Yeah, hopefully it's going to yeah. be Severin and Vinegar releasing the two Andy Warhol uh, Dracula Frankenstein films. That'd be awesome. Um, like, most of the time, like, you're you're the one who comes to me and is like, oh, someone's releasing this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, I follow a lot of the pages and stuff. Like, I did see that Criterion is dropping uh, Sweet Sweetback's badass song. Marvin Van Peebles or something like yeah, that box a, set? Yeah, yeah, it's in a box set. Which that's I was cool. Like, yeah, I'm just going to keep really my cool. Vinegar Syndrome version of it. But oh, yeah, fair That's enough. cool. That's really yeah. cool, you know? I just love that they're releasing that. Yeah, um, that movie's fucking awesome. The company, uh, who knows if it's gonna be this year because it seems to be giving them some troubles. But the company that put out um, the Dawn of the Dead set yeah. is doing Martin. Oh shit! Okay, so I'm really excited about that as well. Also, I already have this pre-ordered, and this isn't horror. There's a massive 4K Willy Wonka set coming out that I'm <laughs> yeah. very excited about because Willy Wonka is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> also, like. <laughs> This is a little bit behind the scenes. Like this is not like something that's being re released. Do not do not, you know, quote me as saying this is being re released. I've been trying to get my hands on a Traces of Death box Traces set. Traces of Death box set. <laughs> because it's just it's just a collector's item, man. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's been a little bit of a process doing that, but Yeah. Um Hopefully we'll hopefully I can get it. Yeah. And we'll review them. Huh? And we'll review them. If, if the people want it, we'll do it. <laughs> I don't care. Could you imagine by the time we get the Traces of Death 5? Oh, God. You're like, oh, get it. His head blew up. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can I see just a dead body get drugged from a scene before I'm just like, God. <laughs> trying to think of any more releases. I think that's... I don't know if he's talking about like... I hope that's what he's talking about, not like new movies coming out, because I don't keep up with a lot of new movies. Oh. I mean... There's the uh, the Conjuring movies, if you like those. I don't give a flying fuck about the Conjuring I know you don't. I'll tell you what. Here's something. I am not a Saw fan at all. Yeah. But I did think Spiral looked kind of interesting. I saw some stuff about Spiral. Yeah? Not good? It seemed... Okay. 
I, I don't want we'll talk about it off air. Okay. Because for the people who want to see, I don't want to spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just thought the trailer looked kind of interesting. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a cool take on. That was a Chris Rock. Chris Rock, yeah. Chris I want to see Chris Rock in a horror movie. That's cool. Yeah, it's weird. And not a horror comedy, like a horror movie. You yeah. Know? Yeah, thank you again. Joshua Fat Attack. Oh, God, I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, please correct me. <laughs> I, I would just say Joshua. Yeah. Or Josh. But again, I'm pretty sure he was the guy who shouted us out on his story. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but he's he's been supporting us pretty hardcore here recently, so we yeah. really give yeah. him a big thumbs up. Thank you so much. Yes. You're awesome. Gary J. Thorne. Hey. The, the stiff robo Instagrammer. <laughs> Again, he's not gonna understand what that means at all. But <laughs> it's just to clarify, so he's not. You don't think John's talking about about, about your genitalia? <laughs> um, it's, there's a wrestler called the Stiff Robo Ginger who hits hard as shit. Yeah, and his name is Gary J. Yeah. <laughs> Which film has brought you closest to puking? Terrible fucking meal. <laughs> Terrible meal. The Vomit Gorge trilogy. A lot of things with puke. Yeah, a lot of things with puke are pretty rough. Like, water power is pretty oh, rough. Water power is pretty rough, yeah. Oh, God. The, the idea of a climax of blue power makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Um, ugh. For me, like, it's a weird one. Yeah. The first time I watched Cannibal Ferox, <laughs> the scene where they're eating the grub worms, yeah. I was like... <laughs> I was gagging. Like, literally gagging. The one scene in uh, Slow Torture Puke Chamber with the funnel. The funnel's really bad. And also, Campbell Holocaust, the turtle. The turtle's pretty Oh, rough. my God. Um, Freaking Mortem. Oh, the that... Scene where Christy, Christy, or however you want to say her name, is puking all of the two girls. Yeah. That scene didn't bother me as much as when they opened the, the barrel. The barrel's bad. Oh, uh, you could smell that room. You know, um, I just thought of this one. What is it? Flowers of Flesh and Blood. Oh, yeah. The scene where uh, the samurai guy goes into his little art room. Yeah. And there's just maggots and stuff oh, everywhere. Yeah, gross as hell. That's really gross. Mermaid in a manhole. Yeah. I mean, that movie just in general was the, you know, beautifully disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a couple of parts when me and you were watching Barf Bunny. I think Barf me and you, Bunny, that yeah. Me and you both were like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay. Speaking of Barf Bunny, it's up for pre-order. Go, go oh, hey. That. Yeah, yeah, go get that. I pre-ordered it with a Barf Money shirt. I'm very excited about. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, what else smells maybe pew? Angel's Melancholy. Oh my god! Just in general, because that movie just has like a, a skim of grease on it. <laughs> the <laughs> Greasy Strangler. The Greasy Strangler. Look. <laughs> for bang, 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 bang. for bang, me, bang. It, it's just like, ugh, God, the the amount. Of, like, okay, when it comes to, like certain foods and stuff, like. If it if it is like like super fatty or like greasy something like that and you can like feel it mm-hmm. sometimes I like, get yeah, a little, you know, little, yeah, on the nauseous side. So seeing him like take a whole ass hot dog <laughs> and dip it into a grease trap <laughs> and like start eating it is disgusting. It's, it's really gross. It is. I love that movie so much. I love that movie. I want okay. If anyone knows where I can get a greasy strangler beanie that the you know, uh, uh, London eighteen eighty eight yeah put out a while back, let me know, please. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want that beanie so bad. <laughs> oh, God, we'll do that movie one day, and I can't wait for it. I know. Um, 
Jesus Christ. Sorry. Bro. I'm being unprofessional. <laughs> I had some chicken strips and a Coke. <laughs> I'm doing rough. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, Angel's Melancholy. Like I said, like, yeah. it just feels like it has a skim on top of the film. You know what I mean? Like, you got to skim the scunge, as uh, uh, <laughs> Matty Matheson would oh, say. I love Matty Matheson. But it's like, it's just gross. It just feels gross. Yeah. And then you got the scene we were talking about the other night where, like, the dude dies. Yeah. And they're, like, mourning him. The chick just, like, squats over him and shits all over his face. <laughs> it's also the scene where... The... <laughs> I don't know what you're about to talk about. The guy, like, I know him as the guy from Cannibal. Bald guy. Yeah. He just, like, pushes someone over and just shits on him. Have you said Maynard? <laughs> <laughs> hefty David Townsend. <laughs> oh God, hefty David Townsend. God, we're God. hefty boys, so we can see oh, this. Yeah. Comes and just knocks that chick over and just dumps all over. Oh, God, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It's insanity, dude. Oh, eating things and like oh, drooling yeah. gets to me a lot too. Yeah, so, like um, the two I can think of is like Singapore Sling. Yeah, the, the eating scene in Singapore Sling. Then you will not be able to watch Terrible, Terrible Mill at all <laughs> because she scars on this mill, and you can hear every oh, bot. Oh no! And then vomits it up, oh. and, then, and then eats it. Ah, it's a great, it's a great time. <laughs> yeah, like like Singapore Sling and Beyond the Darkness. Yeah, and the <laughs> Dead Alive. Oh, the, the porridge oh, scene, Dead Alive yeah. is gross, gross as hell. Oh, God. Dead Alive in general is pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> Meet Chunky. the Feebles. Meet the Feebles. Oh, oh it's the bunny Harry. Yeah. When he, he pukes all over that stage. Oh, my God. Ugh. I can't wait the day we review Meet the Feebles. That movie's so We got to do good. a Peter Jackson episode. We got to do a Peter Jackson episode. That's yeah. what's crazy. It's like the guy who made Lord of the Rings, we can do a sick on cinema on that guy. Yeah. Because these three movies are batshit crazy. Yeah, there's probably a ton of directors out there we can do that like do that with. Yeah. But but uh, Gary J. Thorne, stiff robo Instagrammer, we thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next up, we have a question from Gilby181. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he says, I've got a question for God. Why? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, like, that's Pink Guy, a.k.a. Yeah. Um, Filthy Frank, a.k.a. Joji. Yeah. But it's, like, it's hard to recommend his stuff anymore because it's, like, it's, it's aged poorly. <laughs> it has aged very poorly. And honestly, like, the effect that him, YouTubers like him and like I Dubs have had on the internet is not the best. Max Movo. Oh. Tourette's guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Tourette's guys. Something else. But uh, Gilby181 is a good friend of ours. He's yes. A, he's an odd duck. We love him. <laughs> we love you, Gilbert. And uh, last but definitely not least is the People's Mikey. Hey. Our boy is back. So? He's actually got two questions for us. Oh, okay. Number one, he said, Hey, my dudes. Really enjoyed last week's episode with Jonathan Doe. Thank you. During the interview, you guys were talking about some underground films that have been out of print and many and may never be re-released and how maybe it's best that, that, best that way to preserve the lore or something that like that. Yeah. I remember watching some underground films that people on the IMDb message board overhopped and was disappointed. I've also seen some great ones that I feel like everyone should check out. I know we should support independent filmmakers, and I'm not trying to condone bootlegging or pirating, but what films that have been long gone that people should seek out, no matter the quality? Looking forward to this week's episode. Cheers. Um, wow. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. That's a great um, question, yeah. 
some of them, so many of them are starting to get re-released or a release. It's hard to answer these questions now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like for a minute it would have been something like come and see. Yeah. Whereas like it's hard to get come and see. I mean, we we saw it on Voodoo. We did. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Um, Muzani. Muzani. Yeah. That's the one I think we always champion and probably will always champion. Yeah. Muzani is a fucking fantastic movie. I mean, this is not necessarily a response to this question in the same idea that it should be seen and that I would recommend. But a movie that if you do want to see it, you should absolutely pirate it is Clown House. Clown House, yeah. Because fuck Victor Salva. Yeah, Victor Salva. I agree with that. Yeah, Muzani is a big one. And really, Dasuke Yamanashi in general. like, And you know, a lot of the Unearthed stuff is starting to... Yeah. Like some of that early Unearthed stuff is really starting to kind of go out of print. Yeah. And it's kind of... Because they're kind of going in a new direction in a lot of ways. Yeah, they are. So some of that old Unearthed stuff is starting to get a little difficult to track down. Not expensive. Yeah. But, you know... Hard to find. Getting a little hard to find, you know? It's like Philosophy of a Knife is kind of out of print now, yeah, too. Yeah, Philosophy of a Knife is really... I cannot recommend that one. <laughs> yeah. But, like... uh you know, stuff like Begotten. Yeah. Not, you know. Um, Which, again, like, that th- that director has worked on other stuff. Yeah. And even, like, released, I think it's like a, almost like a sequel to mm. Begotten. So, I don't know if the director has the rights anymore. Another one, I think, would be, like, like A Gun for Jennifer. Oh, yeah, that movie's really good. Yeah. But it, there's a lot of music. Yeah, that's that are holding it. It's holding it back. Yeah, they use a lot of girl writer music that's like owned by major labels yeah. now. <laughs> At the time, it was independent as hell, but now it's like major yeah. label stuff. Um, uh, Beyond the Mat does not have a Blu-ray release. No. Um, uh, girl Hell ninety nine. I don't know if it's ever had a release in the states. Really? No. <sighs> Yeah, there's just there's a ton. There's still a ton of movies out there that are not yeah. being released, and some of them we've covered. Midori, Midori, yeah, that's a big one. I think Midori's really good. What didn't? Okay, I might be confused with a different movie. Like when that movie was released, well, didn't people like try to like like fucking destroy it? it? Yeah, 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 they tried to destroy it. But it's crazy because like some of my go tos like Untold Story. It's getting released. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> released already. You know, like yeah. Ebola, Earth. Doctor uh, Doctor Lamb. It's getting released. Yeah, you know what I mean. Singapore Sling's got a release. Like, some of these things have been. Yeah. And, Rolling Thunder was a big one for me. Yeah. And, like, th- there's there's also just so many movies, too, that, like, like if you want to find stuff, you have to, like, go through the, the underground a little bit and dig mm-hmm. for it. Like, I know there's stuff like Uncle Goddamn. Uncle Goddamn, yeah. Wh- which is. I, <laughs> it's more of a mixtape than it is, like, a movie well, movie. I, I wouldn't even call it a mixtape, though. Yeah. It's more like Jackass without. The consent aspect of it, <laughs> yeah, bum fights. <laughs> B- oh. Bum fights uh, does not have an uh, does not have another release, and I don't think it should. No, per se, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, they it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that's the thing about like you know, there's there's plenty that I can think of. Like, was it Black Ice that I've never seen that I've always wanted to see? What is that? Uh, it's about the guy who did a movie called Tapeworm. Okay. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I've oh. always wanted to see his stuff. There's again, I, I I have not seen this movie, and I don't know if you have either. The Gateway Meat. Gateway Meat. Yes. Yeah, that's another one that yeah. is hard to find. What is that trilogy called? Um, Which one? It's Gateway Meat. It's a part of a trilogy. Yeah, it's a part of a trilogy. I forget the name of the trilogy now, yeah. though. Massacre is supposed to put that out, but yeah. Been Behind the Sun, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Massacre is supposed to be putting that out. Hopefully they do. <laughs> yeah. 
But again, Massacre is busy though. And of course, Last House on Dead End Street. I mean, that's another one. Oh yeah, that, I mean that that's one that that's like sort of has it a release. sort of has a release. I don't. I think that is out of print oh now too. Oh really? Corruption. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm glad I grabbed it when I did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just a ton of stuff out there that doesn't have a release. You know, I've been looking out. You know, check eBay. You just don't know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I heard of a guy getting philosophy off pretty cheap recently, like 20 bucks. Really? Yeah. I got begotten for like 20 bucks. <laughs> you know? God, they may have listeners that just turned this off in anger, probably. <laughs> you know, I, I found good, cheap copies of Duck the Carbon High Massacre. Yeah. And, and the Hardcore Collection by Richard Kern, you know what I mean? Yeah, which is stuff that's pretty out of print. They're all out of print, you know? But definitely, there's one movie, man, and if a listener is listening, please help us find this movie. Yeah. It's like a dysfunctional family. It's shot kind of like a sitcom. Oh. It all takes place in this one house. Yes. But outside, there's like fire. Okay, like, if I remember correctly, like, the family's inside the house, and at one point they look outside, and there's just like a weird, like, clan meeting outside or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Okay, it was played on this guy's live stream a long time ago, along with like Pig and yeah. some other stuff. Some other really weird like underground cinema yeah. as well. And I think I, th- I think the guy also played uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Titty Cup Follies. Was it the same knot? Yeah, same knot. So he played. T- I don't remember Titty Cup Follies. Huh? Or I think no, it was not Titty Cup Follies. It was the <laughs> it was the clip of the cramps playing at the mental facility. Oh! <laughs> Yeah. Which, that's great footage. It is great footage. Um, yeah, help us find that movie. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's It was so good. It, it's it, it's such a bizarre movie. It's a very bizarre movie, yeah. And the poster for Cutting Moments, I, I didn't know what Cutting Moments was. I thought that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Because the poster is so, like, Misleading, unlike, yeah. yeah. That's another one, like, a time film portrait was really hard to get a hold yep. of. Now it's, like, it's on Blu-ray. Yep. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to believe. Oh, I got one, though. What's, what is it? Subconscious cruelty. Yep. yep, it does yep. not have a release in the states. Nope. Which again, hell, someone might be working on that right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the thing. We live in an era where, you know, movies are being released. It seems like every day. Yeah, that was one thing. Like during the Severin uh, Black Friday sale. Yeah, when they put out Theater Bazaar, they were kind of doing releases that matched. Um, yeah. The filmmakers. Yeah. So like they did a book on tape with Richard Stanley. Yeah. They put out Family Portraits. They put out. They put out No Way Home by Buddy Juvenazzo. Yeah. They put out another movie. I couldn't remember what it was now. Something. I don't know. Some weird '90s horror film. Oh. <laughs> by the guy who did the wraparound of theater theater bazaar. Oh, okay. And I'm like, they're announcing all this. Kareem Hussein, baby, here we go. Subconscious cruelty. It didn't happen. Nothing. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Again, like a lot of things, a lot of times, these movies are just in like copyright hell, or just these other movies too. Like yeah. I have a copy of Subconscious Cruelty, but I don't have or have ever found his other movies for a good yeah. price. But you know, um, if, if again, if someone can figure out what that movie is, let us know, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> but uh, People's Mikey has one last question, okay. and he said, "And if I can add one more, how excited are you guys that Grindhouse releasing is relocating to Knoxville with <laughs> a new name, of course." Fucking stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked at the same time I'm worried for one reason. My fucking bank account. I know, right? But I'm like, going I'm going to go broke. I was just thinking probably. like I hope he has like a site the store feature. Yeah. Because like the amount of money I can save on pre ordering like Severin stuff. Yeah, and just, go just pre ordering it, it from him and go picking it up would be incredible. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like that I mean this is it's such a rare occurrence for that to happen around here. 
So yeah, you know, hopefully really it cool. works out because it is always you know it's always a scary it's thing a when you're uh, rebranding. Yeah, relocating, rebranding. So hopefully it works out for him. We'll be patrons for sure. Oh yeah, you know we'll be there all the time probably. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's exciting, man. We're really excited about him coming to. Uh, I have Premier Pro open for some reason. What the hell? What, am I doing? what, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but. that was the questions for the week. Thank you guys. It was a big one. Yeah, it was a hefty, hefty bag of mail. Yeah, mail questions. The mailbag. Here's the mail that never fails and make you want to wait. The copyright flag. Damn it. <laughs> Steve's coming for me. <laughs> Off the air. Blue's clues, baby. <laughs> One of yours should have been Bear in the Big Blue House. <laughs> what? For movies you turned off. I don't know if you oh, remember. my God. When you were a kid, the movie <laughs> Bear in the Blue House. Okay, just to clarify, I was not like a kid in the sense of like anywhere between like 8 to 10 or something <laughs> like that. I was like three or four like the, the what was his Luna. name the the bear i don't remember bear i think his name was wasn't it would come sniff the tv and would scare the shit out of me and i'd run out of the room luna scared the shit out of you too <laughs> yeah what was the well's name from uh flapjack uh oh damn yeah i can't remember i don't know why i thought of that i don't know well, well i'll find it off air yeah so, I guess it's about time we get into what we're talking about Yeah, today. the actual episode. <laughs> it's been, a, like, that was a hefty fucking question segment. <laughs> it also, to be fair, we didn't have a question segment last week. True, very true. So, we uh, had to make up. But questions, comments, concerns, again, send them to us at sickoncinema at gmail.com. And, or, each week, the the week of the episode, I guess I should say. Yeah. I will post a picture that has, uh, send us questions, and you can comment below and ask them what's anything. We don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we don't give a shit. We, 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 <laughs> I don't give a damn. Shits we don't give, dog. <laughs> oh my god. What? Shits we don't give, dog. That was the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Dog. Might as well be J-Rock from <laughs> the Park Boys. <laughs> so J-Rock. let's get into Ruben Galindo Jr. Yes. A filmmaker that I didn't know shit about. <laughs> yeah. Until Vinegar started putting out his films and Agfa started talking about him. Yeah. Uh, on the now <laughs> defunct Shockwaves podcast. Oh, yeah. Which uh, <laughs> fuck? What was his name? The host that uh, Rob G. Yeah. Rob Galuzio. Yeah. A name like that, you should know he'd been doing something fun. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Not disparaging the name of Rob. <laughs> no, no, no. Galuzio. Galuzio. He was galuin. Go mm. <laughs> <laughs> get us canceled. What? Why? <laughs> yeah, he's like he's galuzio. I just not got that. Yeah. Fuck him. Not the losing. Me. Yeah, not me. Fuck him. Losing. I got yeah. you. Damn, boy. Trying to fucking... It's late at night. Show me under the goddamn bus. <laughs> Anyways. Let all the tires hit you. <laughs> Speed bump. <laughs> Pick you back up. Throw you under three more buses. <laughs> Throw you on the train tracks. <laughs> uh, the guys from Agfa and Bleeding Skull came on and talked about a movie called Don't Panic. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I really want to see this movie. It sounds really interesting. And I went looking for it. Of course, there's nothing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, maybe some bootlegs here and there, but not. there's no release. No. So I was like, well, shit. And lo and behold, Vinegar Syndrome dropped his first film. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mighty Vinegar Syndrome. Mighty Vinegar Syndrome. Not even his first film. They didn't do his first film first. No. They did his second movie first. Then they did his first movie. And then finally they dropped Don't Panic. Yep. And the trilogy was complete in my heart. (laughs) <laughs> These movies are wild. They are wild. 
So let's just start from the beginning. 1985's Cemetery of Terror. Yes. Do you have the Spanish? Uh, Cemetery. <laughs> it's like white boy. <laughs> Cemeterio del Terror. Cemetery. Cemeterio del Terror. Terror. God, who knows? Again, I we was, don't know. We don't know how to speak Spanish. <laughs> I was taking Spanish through a an app on my phone, and I was doing really well. And then I actually started doing stuff during the pandemic, <laughs> so I've yeah. dropped off my Spanish lessons a lot. So the plot of this one is it's kind of three stories in, that come together eventually. Yeah, it starts with this weird big ass guy with claw hands. <clears throat> Chasing this woman, he kills her, and they shoot him to death, right? Turns yep. out he was a mad serial killer that this doctor was mm-hmm. meant to look after, but he escaped, and for some reason they blamed the doctor. Boy, that sounds real familiar. <laughs> Don't break kayfabe. <laughs> Why do they blame the doctor in all those movies? You ever notice that? It's like, Dr. Loomis, it's your fault he got out. How is it his fault? <laughs> you're, he's, it's the damn hospitals. He's shitty supposed security. to be Yeah, right. The security. It's the freaking I know, CNA's I know. job to fucking take the care. CNA. <laughs> Whatever, you know. The the, the, the the doctors and nurses, yes. Yeah, it's their damn jobs to take care of him. He just comes and talk to, talk to yeah, him. Yeah, he just comes every once a week and like, how you doing? <laughs> Kill anybody else? Uh, still canatonic? All right, see you later. Still canatonic. <laughs> hell. Hell. Then you have these, the shittiest assholes, boyfriends, that I've seen in a minute. <laughs> these are some dirtbags. Just idiots who decide they're going to prank their girlfriends by telling them they're going to go to a jet set party, which, what the fuck is a jet set party? I still ain't figured that out. Unless it's just, like, jet skiing? They do that early in the, on in the movie. Yeah, but they're like, oh, it's going to be a big mansion, and celebrities are going to be there. <sighs> Maybe we're just idiots. I don't know. We're from the hills. <laughs> I mean, you ain't wrong. <laughs> we live in a meth dungeon. <laughs> a meth paradise. Yeah. Um, but it turns out they're not going to a big mansion jet set. They're going to a dingy, crusty, spooky, <laughs> cobweb-ridden, run-down building. <laughs> to a d- dilapidated abandoned house. A dilapidated boot. <laughs> 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 and then you have a story of these three kids. I think we've met our wrestling our wrestling reference quota for the for, for the, the show, episode. So okay. we sorry, stop. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, these kids who decide that they're the instead of going trick or treating, they're going to go to a graveyard and have fun and be kids and do spooky things. Yeah, I, I was I was not allowed to do to do that because <laughs> um, our neighborhood's sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so basically the kids. Or not the kids, the teenagers. Yes. I guess they're teenagers. How old would you say they're supposed to be? Young adults, teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Um, your your stereotypical like like slasher like teenagers. Once they get there, the party ain't going so well because the girls are like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, let's be honest. Like, it, I don't think it was a prank. I think they just took them to this house to just to have sex. Yeah, but they should have just been like, "Hey, we're going to do this Halloween party thing instead of." Yeah, I mean, it should have been more like Night of the Demons. Yeah. And less like this. <laughs> well, they're, where everybody's they're like, not goth. Where everybody's like, yeah, let's go to this cool haunted house. Yeah. So they decide to pull an even bigger prank. They're going to go find a dead body because he finds his book. One of them finds okay. his book. Hang on. Yeah. Who? Mm-hmm. Who? Uh-huh. Decides to just go get a dead body. Well, he finds his book. 
Yeah. The Necronomicon, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and they're going to resurrect a dead body. Mm-hmm. They do that, and it just so happens the body they decide to resurrect is the killer from yeah. the beginning of the film. So the doctor is just damn convinced this guy's coming back. So he's on the hunt. These kids. Well, he have, ain't wrong. These uh, the teenagers have no clue what's happening or how come they're getting picked off one by one. And the kids are just out in the fucking cemetery and surprise zombies show up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Cemetery of Terror. <laughs> yeah. Like, Does it sound convoluted? It kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. Like the movie's wild. Yeah. It's definitely clear that it's his first feature film. What the hell? Oh, it's my charger. Oh. <laughs> it's the first feature film. Yeah. Because he took so many ideals that he had and he wanted to do and so many things he loved and he kind of just jammed them Together. into one film. He's like, All right, I want to make a slasher. I want to make a zombie movie. I want to make a gothic horror film. I want to yeah. make a psychological thriller, you know? And he did all of it. Yeah, and he did it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very much a sign of a first-time filmmaker. But at the same time, like, it's not done in a way that seems like... Like, like, exactly what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem so convoluted that you don't understand what's happening. No, it isn't hard to follow. Everything makes sense. Well, nothing makes sense, but everything is easy to follow. Yeah. The plot moves at a steady pace, and everything's like, oh, okay, I know what's happening. It is when you break it down and start thinking about it, none of it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, again, we say that as if, I mean, you both don't have Fulci films. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, definitely. Fulci's films are so convoluted. Oh, for sure. Um... But, but I do love them, though. The thing that saves this movie, the big thing, is it's how charming it is. Yeah. You know, I, I said that, like, he rips off so many different things. Yeah. But it never feels pandering or, or yeah. malicious or exploitative. It doesn't feel like when some like some directors nowadays are like, oh, I want to have an homage to this movie, and they just do that thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's different from, like, you know, a lot of, like, the renaissance of the modern... 80s throwback slashers. Oh my god. Which missed the point <laughs> of the 80s throwback yeah. slasher. You can't just have people in 80s outfits and being like, this oh, is the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And it being mean spirited as hell and have rape and shit in it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you're missing the point of yeah. <laughs> the 80s slasher. Ruben at least nails what he's trying to rip yeah. off. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I think I was uh, lovingly calling this film Children Shouldn't Play with Evil Dead Michael Myers. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> literally it is. Children shouldn't play with dead things, Evil Dead, and Halloween. <laughs> yeah, and also I want to say that the the uh, the villain in this movie, uh, I've wrote, I actually got his name wrote down. Oh, cool, yeah, Devlon. Devlon, that's cool. Is fucking intimidating. Oh, he's great. He's so scary looking. Ruben is also a very good filmmaker. Like, oh yeah, speaking like that dude knows how to put a camera somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what saves these films too. Is the dude is very good at what he does. Oh yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. Because, like, there's a lot of shots of Devon, I didn't know his yeah. name, they are super fulci Yeah. Like, in particular, towards the end, the big climax of the film, he, like, starts staring at this little girl. Oh, my God. Like, I was getting, like, I was like, mm, see Living Dead right there, boy. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that looked good. And the look on the girl's face with the oh, tears yeah. streaming down are so good. Yeah. And the film handles a tonal switch really well. Oh, yeah. Because it goes from, like, a straight slasher film yep. that's following these young adults... And all of a sudden, they just get picked off. Yeah. And you're like, well, who's the main people? Well, who's the main character? You know what I mean? That's the only thing I will say is like, the people who are your main, that you believe to be your main characters, get fucking slaughtered. Just fast. All of them. All of them. Dead. And you're like, 
what okay. the hell? Like, like who's who's left? And then the kids show up, and you're and like, then it oh. becomes like a, it becomes more whimsical and fun. Yeah, when the kids show up, and you, you feel like that would be like a real like juxtaposition transition where you're just like like a hit a brick wall, but it's really not. It flows really well. <laughs> also, I love like when they're running through the cemetery, and occasionally one of the kids get grabbed by the zombies, and they just like it looks like the zombies are ready to just like chuck them. Yeah. It's like- like, just pick them up, like, over the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like the kids are in danger, but it also never feels like they're in danger of being killed. Yeah. Like, you kind of feel that, like, that the movie changes. And when you find out that Ruben's big influence was um, Thriller, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Oh, yeah. Especially when one of the kids has a Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson jack- jacket, uh, jacket yeah. on. Which, Ken Jackson's a bit problematic. <laughs> <laughs> problematic. Oh, yeah. The irony on that one. <laughs> Oof. Jackson be on his back for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just about said something worse. I, I guess I might as well say it now. He's making them look at his backside. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's bad. I'm sorry. Everybody. Anyway, Cemetery of Terror. The soundtrack slaps. <laughs> it slaps. It slaps, dude. It's so good. The oh. lighting is great. The oh, visuals yeah. are awesome. It captures both that 80s feel while still feeling very classic and gothic. Yeah. Because and, of the locations and the the villains, like when he when he kills people, it's brutal. It's really gory. Like, he just like mauls them. To death. Well, it's not super gory, but it's really yeah. brutal. He, he just mauls them. Yeah, he's got claw hands. Yeah, he's like the bear from Grizzly. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> Grizzly. But like, it, like I said, it blends that like '80s slasher zombie aesthetic with like old school Vincent Price gothic aesthetic really well. Oh yeah, like it's a good. Sp- Spooky movie to watch on Halloween. Oh yeah, and which I think we watched both of the movies that were out at the time yeah. around Halloween. We did, yeah. Because Don't Panic, Don't Panic was released on the Black Friday, so it was, yeah. And I, God, I will not forget how, like the 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 happiness in your face when you saw that Don't Panic was up because it was a surprise. Yeah, I opened the vinegar syndrome. I was like, man, it's Don't Panic. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's Don't Panic? I was like, it's Ruben Galindo Jr. And when you said that at that point, I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Cemetery Terror is really, really fun. Oh yeah. But like I said, it, its faults are that it is a first time filmmaker yeah. who's just kind of like, I love this and this and this and this. <laughs> oh yeah. But, you know, I don't know for sure because I haven't watched all the interviews with Ruben Galindo Jr. or yeah. all the way through. Yeah. It does feel like he loves horror movies though oh yeah because like the passion is there i mean you can just see it in the movies he makes yeah that he's a fan of the genre and he wants to make movies like that yeah and that's what makes it work so well so uh <laughs> we have to pretend like we didn't just lose like 20 minutes of audio god <laughs> we were halfway done talking about grave robbers and we lost everything so, uh, Damn. any closing thoughts on Cemetery of Terror before we move on? Okay, what I was, what I said was his his movies, while having elements of movies he loves, don't ever feel like they're ripping off yeah. the movies per se. For sure, like Bruno Mattei, you know. Yeah, like Bruno Mattei, like Bruno Mattei. Yeah, that's exactly what we said. Exactly what we said. Anyway, oh fuck, go check out Cemetery of Terror. It's fantastic. Yes. So we move on to 19... Actually, Don't Panic was next, but we're going to save Don't Panic for last. Okay. 1989. Okay. Grave Robbers. Yes. Grave Robbers tells us a story, once again, of our young adults, our teenagers, living their best life. 
robbing graves <laughs> for living. So weird. So weird. <laughs> like it's just such an odd choice for a like a plot point. But also, you know, you gotta think the cultures are different too. Like oh, yeah. in America, you know, you might bury somebody with a necklace, but you ain't burying them with gold. Yeah, <laughs> a completely different culture. Very yeah. different culture. So they find that one of them is a psychic <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> She's got like a diamond dowel rod that instead of finding water <laughs> finds gold. <laughs> Which again, weird. And she falls into a tomb after they feel like they failed. She's like, Man, I could sense gold, but there's no gold here. And then she falls back and there's this big dungeon. Yes. Almost. But dungeon tomb, eh, it's hard to it doesn't really ever specify there's I, a, I would say formerly dungeon. Now tomb. Now tomb, yes. <laughs> and uh you know, they're excited, they're finding all their gold and jewelry, they're getting ready to sell to Mexico City and be rich. However, their curiosity gets the best of them as there's a casket. There's a tomb inside the tomb. Inside the tomb. They open if it you up. you go into a tomb. <laughs> yes. Because I didn't say they said this 20 minutes ago. Um, there's a tomb inside of the tomb. You probably shouldn't mess with it. Shouldn't mess with it. Bad things are going to happen. Bad things, yeah. Like not hitting record, <laughs> like not hitting record on a recorder. <laughs> so, anyways, oh inside the tomb is a corpse with an axe jammed deep within its chest. Yeah, emblazoned with Red the flag. axe. Red flag. <laughs> 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 um, and at the beginning of the film, we get the backstory of this corpse, as it was an executioner for the Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> or an Inquisition. Yeah, maybe not the Spanish, but I think it's the Spanish. <laughs> yeah. some, some kind of some kind of inquisition or some kind of like royalty type thing yeah who you know he has turned on the church and has decided that he is now in allegiance with the devil and he will implant his seed within a virgin to birth the antichrist not as cool no <laughs> no <laughs> very unconsensual um, <laughs> so very rapey um, he is caught by a priest Yes. Who thwarts his plans? <laughs> okay, this priest just like walked in on this, so it's like <laughs> it's like you weren't going to do this ritual in a location that was a little more secure, a little more secluded. Yeah, <laughs> the priest just walks in like, "What the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> what, what the hell is this? What is this? What is this? What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and the priest knows exactly, knows exactly what's going on. Like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so he they bind him to the torture rack. Yeah, they're stretching him. And the priest is like, you have any last words before I smite you, devil? <laughs> and he's like, one day I will be resurrected. And when I do, I will implant the seed of the devil within one of your ancestors. And the priest is like, fuck you, Sam. <laughs> 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 Jams the axe within his chest. Yeah, he's just like, fuck off. Fuck off. Do <laughs> <laughs> this to his chest and he's dead. Dead. D- dead as fuck. So... Fast forward back to the present. Yes. And these kids, instead of, you know, just not being dumbasses, decide to take the fucking... Even though the girl who found them the tomb, Yeah. by the way, yeah, who the, found the, the girl t- with the powers, yeah. who was like, I found the gold, is like, don't touch that axe. There's bad juju coming from it. Yeah. B- bad things. Bad things. I'm sensing bad energy from this thing. Yeah. This axe is bad. The guy's like... Pfft. Knock it off with your nonsense. The nonsense that got you there. <laughs> yeah, the nonsense that got you the gold that's supposed to make you rich. Yeah, now all of a sudden it's like, you're just crazy. <laughs> you're stupid. Tears the axe out and a mighty wind blows within the tomb. Which again, 
<laughs> as a as a didn't say say earlier, know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep referencing because it, it is funny. But if wind blows in the tomb that's underground, wind doesn't just go. Just, don't, don't work that way. No, there's no there's no hole. There's no windows. <laughs> You're fucked. There's no entry point for the wind. <laughs> You're absolutely fucked. Yeah. If there's just a gust of wind that comes through. So you did something bad. He's like, coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. Let's get out of here. We're good. Lo and behold, they did resurrect the executioner who yes. is coming after the daughter of the sheriff of this town. Yeah. Who happens to be the ancestor of the priest yep. who vanquished him. Yeah, and he goes on a gory, crazy killing oh spree. Oh my god, it's Fulci esque. It points. is super Fulci esque. <laughs> like the fence. Yeah, the fence is, is gnarly, very gnarly. But this is definitely Ruben's most polished of the three films. I feel yeah. like he has more direction here. Yeah, not direction as in a director, but direction as an ideal. Yeah, he has a clearer vision yeah. for his film. It's not just like I like this, 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 and this. He's like. This is what the movie's about. This is what I'm trying to do. This is the execution. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he nails that. And it, it carries that, like, blend of 80s cheese with gothic horror. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a... It's a perfect blend for some reason. Yeah. It just works perfectly. Because the movies... His movies are very gothic. Yes. You know, they're like gory Vincent Price films. Yeah. <laughs> at times, you know, the aesthetics and the... the the sets and the designs and the costumes are all very gothic. Yeah, there's also just some really cool like architecture in yeah. Mexico too. Like mm-hmm. this is some, some really cool looking shit. And like you said, the movie's like insanely gory at times. Like there's a, there's one scene in particular that I think of <laughs> where this guy, what's it called when you like teleport? Uh, teleport. <laughs> Transpose? Is that what I'm thinking of? I th- I think Manifests? So. I don't know. Something like that. Some way. Anyways, he he <laughs> spawn kills. <laughs> he does. <laughs> like the guy's like laying on the bed, and also he starts coughing, and the fucking executioner just comes busting out of this yeah. motherfucker, gut first, handful of intestines, just. Yeah. And is is it this movie or is it another one of his movies where like he he's just like pulling intestines out of of someone and just like throwing them? That's uh, Cemetery of Terror. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this one, like, he, like, just fucking comes bursting out of this motherfucker. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? And then he phases through the wall. Phases through the wall and chokes a dude. It's brutal. Axe to the face, smashing heads. Yeah. Like, this is a, like, is a slasher, but it's a supernatural slasher. Yeah. With gothic elements. Uh, You know, it's more, it's, it's probably closer to the most original thing he's done. Like, there definitely is elements of other films oh, yeah. within it. But not as much as, like, Cemetery Terror or a movie we're going to talk about next. You know, yeah. this is definitely more of his vision, I feel like. Absolutely. You know, he, Cemetery Terror is his fan movie, you know. Yeah. You know, Eli Roth has talked about it, even though we don't like Eli Roth all that much. As a filmmaker, as a person, he's very smart. Yeah, he's very intelligent when it comes to... And a, the, and a fan. Yeah. You know, you know, he's like, your first movie, you're kind of taking ideals from everywhere and stuffing them in there because you just want to, you know, I want to homage this, I want to homage that, I want to homage that. Yeah. And then your second movie, you're kind of like more focused. Yeah. That's what Ruben did. Yeah. And he nails it. Yeah. Grave Robbers is just a fucking really good horror movie. Oh, yeah. Like, if you like slashers, then you owe it to yourself to search out Grave Robbers. In the end, the, cl- the climax of this movie is fucking crazy. Yeah. The the fighting of uh, the the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, our killer dude here. I will say that the executioner, when he takes his hood off, does look like Eddie from uh, <laughs> Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Which... That's awesome. And I will say that it's the most anticlimactic 
a way to dispose of the villain of the three films. <laughs> they just fucking explode him with dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> like everything else is like some kind of supernatural element. To yeah. It. It's like, oh, you gotta destroy the book. You gotta stab him with the magic dagger. This one's like, get the dynamite. <laughs> Blow him to hell. Blow him up. <laughs> Which it works. It worked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this one's really good. The characters are fine. Yeah. You know, that's what, if I had any uh, complaint with Galindo, it is that he doesn't necessarily write the most like deep. <laughs> uh, that's not the point, though. They're not 3D; they're 2D a lot of times. Yeah, that's fine. It doesn't matter because they're they they're perfectly accessible. You know. Oh yeah. Or uh, whatever I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're they're <laughs> relatable. Yeah, they're perfectly adequate. Yeah. You know, they work. I mean, uh, in a, in a lot of ways, it is a, just a good way to introduce characters for them to be killed off. Yeah, it's a vehicle. They're vehicles to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Although there is like always like a center character in Galindo's films. Yeah. Like. The Hugo Stiglitz, which we didn't talk about, the actor, the great actor Hugo Stiglitz, yeah, plays the doctor in Cemetery of Terror. And this one, you have the sheriff. You know, there's always kind of that overarching character who's like the driving force of the film. That's such an unusual name, by the way. Hugo Stiglitz? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great actor. He's in uh, Cyclone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a great actor. Oh, he's great. Uh, he was referenced in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, really? One of the one of the uh, Nazi hunters' name is Hugo Stiglitz. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> so yeah, anything else you want to say about Grey? I mean, Grey Rose is just a super fucking solid horror movie. The the, the, only, the only thing I really have to say is just do yourself a favor and check this one out. Mm-hmm. Again, if you decide to check out one of them, I would recommend this one the most. Yeah. You know, and like you know, Galindo is such a you know he's such a, a like good filmmaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's such a fucking like he's got such an eye. Yeah. He 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 has such an eye for what. He he's doing and yeah yeah yeah, and it's like yeah there's like a couple editing mistakes in the films and stuff like that but but there again it's a blink you miss it yeah for thing. sure um but it you know but it like it doesn't matter because it, like everything else is good and, again like every movie's got mistakes here and oh there. yeah so again just 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 do your favor just do yourself a favor and check it out I just I think we'd be amiss if we didn't talk about that there is there is errors flaws, of course you know. And, but I, I don't think that d- disparages my thought of Galindo as a director. I do think he's fucking really good. Oh, yeah. Like, he knows how to do shit. Yeah, <laughs> there's I mean? more f- more films I want to see from him. For sure. But we cap it off with the movie that started my search for Galindo films. Yep. You know, I would not even know who he was if it wasn't for this film in particular. And that's 1988's Nightmare. I mean, <laughs> don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> This movie is Nightmare of the Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. He definitely loves the Evil Dead. Yes. <laughs> but a lot of people do. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. I love Evil yeah, Dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who don't? I, I had the privilege of seeing it in theaters. Yeah, it we great. live down the road from where it was filmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. but It's gone, yeah. <laughs> it don't exist no more, but it's there. You yeah. Know? The location is still technically there, yes. So this film follows Michael. Michael. It's only worms, Michael. Michael, 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 Michael. Follow Michael. us, Michael. Join us, Michael. <laughs> you remember that in Lost Boys, how they say his fucking name every time they reference him? Michael. Yeah, it's never like, hey, man, or something like that. It's always Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I have to rewatch Lost Boys. I like Lost Boys. It's been a long time. Old Queefer Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
I like Kiefer Sutherland. Too. It's just fun to say. It's just fun to say Kiefer. Kiefer <laughs> <laughs> Sutherland. That's funny. Anyways, Michael. Oh my God. Who is you know an American transposed into Mexican culture? This yes. is his first birthday in Mexico. Yep. Or his shitty friends, by the way. <laughs> Asshole friends. Pieces of cheat. They practically bully him. Yeah. You know, show up at the end of his party. <laughs> like, hey, we're here. <laughs> All creepily. Yeah, they just show up. Yeah, they just like stand up from behind the couch like, what's going on? <laughs> Happy birthday. Which there's a couple of like, how did you not see them? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's Scott like, Lindo has a thing for that, by the way. Yeah. In this film and in and Cemetery of Terror in particular, where it's like, huh. <laughs> Get what? Yeah. How'd you miss that? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it's like a Goosebumps episode. Yeah, like the way the movie starts is very much like if if there was like a, a PG thirteen R Goosebumps episode. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, his friends show up and they're like, "We brought you your birthday present." Yeah. We wanted to give it to you after everybody left because you know we're we're the friends. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no relationship <laughs> between these people. <laughs> they never fucking interact outside of this one no. scene. <laughs> <laughs> They're you the most unfriends of friends. Yeah, ever. you would never fucking know they're friends you outside would, of this one scene where they're like, "We're friends." You would describe like you would describe them as more of acquaintances. Yeah, there is not a bit of fucking like love. <laughs> like I said, there's no fucking relationship here. Like, the one guy, nothing. the one guy, which I I I don't know if you still do. You remember his name? Which one? P- Peter. Peter Fleming. <laughs> which. Rough name. It's rough name. <laughs> to be called Peter Flim. Peter Flim. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Flim. That's bad. It's rough. That's a that's a name to get bullied with. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like this is his only scene. Pretty much. <laughs> like like Michael has a dream and <laughs> Peter's like ah, and that's the last you see of him. <laughs> Like a flashback yeah. the end. It's like he's in three scenes in the entire film, and they're supposed to be one of his best friends. <laughs> so, anyways, his friends, quote unquote, yeah. show up and like, we get brought you your birthday present. Yeah. So they like they blindfold him, and by the way, they're like, "Don't wake my alcoholic mother." Uh, yeah, which is definitely taken straight from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they blindfold him, like. You know, surprise, being loud as fuck. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's a Ouija board. And he's like, guys, I told y'all don't mess with Ouija board no more. And you're like, why? What happened last time? Yeah, what happened last time? And you're waiting. Yeah. To find out. What happened? What happened in the past that led to this, like, hey, we shouldn't mess with Ouija boards. Never explain it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no backstory. <laughs> just, just imagine. None. What happened with the Ouija board? Yeah, just imagine. You don't, you don't need to know. It don't matter. <laughs> Fuck it. Move Fuck on. It. Moving on. Because <laughs> the weird thing, too, is like then it becomes just about the two, uh, Michael and Tony. Yeah. What They happened when they played with the Ouija board, but he references all of them. Yeah. He's like, you all said you wouldn't play with the Ouija board anymore. Yeah. And then later on the film is like, don't you remember when you played Ouija board, Tony? <laughs> and you're like, well, what happened to everybody else? Uh, yeah. Do you know these people? Uh, Are they your friends? <laughs> or did they just show up? Did an alien make this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Which, we, I think at this point we should probably address the elephant in the room. Is that this movie was directly made to be released in America. I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. It uses some American actors. There's an English dub of it yeah. that is like I think the primary version of it. Yes. I think the subtitle version is the 
alternative version. Yeah, which I, I think this was originally in, intended to be released in America, but it's it's the cultural difference. Yeah, is it's the Spanish director trying to write American people. Uh, yeah, trying to write English like characters. Yeah, it, it will write for an English audience. So, anyways, they, they play with the Ouija board and spooky stuff happens. Yeah. But they're kind of cut off by the mom, and she's like, y'all get out of here. Go home. Yeah. I'm going to talk with you, Michael. Talk never happens. <laughs> I know it doesn't. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But it, 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 yeah, you're right. It never does happen. I'm going to have a talk with you. No talk. So, then Tony, not Tony, uh, Michael's mother and them don't have a talk, and he goes to bed, but he starts having these dreams. Yeah. Where his eyes turn red and he goes blind. <laughs> or I guess you're supposed to. Like, maybe he's blind. I mean, at one point he's like, I can't see or something like that. Oh yeah. And he has visions of. Wait, no, he's not blind because he sees the eyes in the mirror. Oh yeah, you're right. We're supposed to be blind. <laughs> Damn. So he sees a vision of Peter being killed. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's gonna go to school. And they're like, did you hear about what happened to Peter? Doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Never referenced again. <laughs> but eventually he starts coming uh, to this understanding that he's having these visions and everybody that was there when they put with the Ouija board is getting picked off one by one. Yes. And he's, he has to stop the evil demon who has the most terrifying name you've ever heard that will send shivers <laughs> through your body, make your bones rattle, the hair on your back stand up, and a chill run down your spine. His name is Virgil. <laughs> Fuck, buddy. <laughs> Who has possessed Tony? <laughs> even, if it's, even if it's like Virgil. Virgil. I just think about the 1980s manager of Teddy Biasi, Virgil. It's just who like, went crazy in recent years. What was years. the uh, the killer's name in Cemetery of Terror? Uh, Devlon. Devlon. Yeah. The Executioner. Yeah. Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Virgil. Virgil. Like, out of all the names that could have been chosen for this fucking demon. Yeah. Virgil. Virgil. Hell yeah. But like two people die before he ever even like makes reference that something bad could be happening. Yeah. Like again, old Peter Flim. <laughs> Peter gets <laughs> fucked in this movie, man. <laughs> He's there and he is gone. <laughs> oh my god. And what's like I said, what's crazy is like you know, you're expecting that trope from horror where it's like, you know, he's like, what a crazy dream. Yeah. Then it wasn't a dream. He doesn't know. Next time we have any reference to Peter at all is when someone else is murdered. Like, it was done the same way that Peter was killed. And he doesn't even, like, react to it. <laughs> Peter was not his friend. Peter, none of these people were his friends. He didn't give a shit about these people. He didn't know them. <laughs> this is great. It's so uh, weird. It's such a bizarre movie. I have movie. never seen a group of friends with less chemistry and connection in film ever. Oh my god. There's never been a movie made. Not even that weird movie, The Fear. Oh, I don't know, Bruno Mattei. <laughs> Not even Bruno Mattei. Oh. <laughs> they at least feel like they know each other's names. It's true. I swear to God, if they're like, <laughs> they'd be like, did you what happened to Peter? Michael would be like, who's Peter? <laughs> Peter. Peter. <laughs> what's, what's his last name? Hey, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> What's his last name? Fleming. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter Fleming. Oh, Dick Flem. <laughs> oh, Schmegma. 
it's, it's bizarre, man. This, Fuck. This movie's so damn weird. Oh, God. Like, there's so many things about this movie that just don't make no fucking sense at all. <laughs> there's the worst romance you've ever seen. Like, they, it's they, so forced. They just meet each other. Like, I swear to God, they just meet each other. Yeah. Literally just meet each other at the party for the first time, right? Go on a date. And then he, like, there's no, like, like idea of time in this film either. Like, yeah. You don't know how many days have passed, how no. much, you know, what time has elapsed since the last scene. And he, yeah. like, goes to Tony's house and is like, I really love this girl. And you're like, you just met her. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like a damn Hallmark movie, man. Yeah. It's like they just forced this shit. Yeah, like it's insanity. Like you don't Ugh. know each other. No. Literally don't know each other. You just met. Literally at the party. Yeah. They're like he's like, here's that girl I told you about, and then they act like they know each other. <laughs> like they've been friends for years. <laughs> oh god. In the same fucking scene. <laughs> the same scene. Because they're like, oh, he likes her. He literally just saw her. Yeah, he's like, I just saw it. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god and then the brother of uh, Christy who, yeah who is a nurse but he, he knows she's a nurse yeah but goes to his house goes to her house and like we gotta help her and the brother's never like she's not here he never says that no then he goes to the hospital like oh never mind she was at the hospital the whole time <laughs> why did you go to the hospital <laughs> you just wasted so much time yeah but the brother his name is John. I don't know how I remember all these people's names. I don't know how you remember. I don't, I don't because remember these characters name. are fucking insane. <laughs> this this motherfucker uh, chews the goddamn scenery like it's fucking bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> like hubba bubba. Fuck. Like it's yeah. it's a never ending gobstopper with this son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like his facial expressions and the shit he does makes no uh, sense. Like at one point. Okay, so his sister gets... Spoiler. Everyone dies. It's a slasher. You know this. Yeah, yeah. People die. <laughs> people die. You see Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, you know what happens. <laughs> people die. People die. And there's like scenes directly taken from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Too, like directly taken from the Nightmare on The TV. Yeah. The TV and the dream sequence in the in the school. In yeah. The classroom. That was straight out of Nightmare on Elm Street. Straight out of Nightmare on Elm Street. However, I will say the TV scene was done really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how they did that. Like, it looked great. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. <laughs> what was I even... I don't know, man. I'm I'm just fucking laughing my ass off over here. Fucking John. I was talking about John, but I miss. Oh, he's eating the scenery. Oh, okay. So his sister dies, and he's bl- not blaming Michael because he knows Michael didn't do it. Yeah. But he wants to know how he knows. Okay. Right. <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, he sneaks into Michael's house. Into his room. Tries to like wake him up. Yeah, and it seems so friendly. Armed with a shotgun, by the way. Yeah, but it seems, like, friendly. Yes! yes like, like, come on, Michael, we gotta get up. You gotta get up. Yeah, and he looks over and sees a pill bottle. He's like, oh, man. Shit. So he picks him up and takes him out of the house. Yeah. As though trying to protect him or something. It's what yeah. it feels like. It's what the scene feels like. Yeah. And then he takes him out back, and he's like, I'm gonna blow your fucking head off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, You're like what? What? The- <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did you carry him over your shoulder in a caring manner? Not to mention Robert, the forgotten friend who I didn't even know was in this movie until he shows up. And they're like, we got to protect Robert. I'm like, who's he? Was he there? It's a poor, poor old Dick Flim. He's forgotten. Man, he's the worst. But like, <sighs> they go, they know. This guy knows they're trying to protect him. Like they're trying to, they got to watch him. Because yeah. Virgil's coming for him. Virgil? For why he's coming for him? They never explain. 
fucked with the Ouija board. They fucked the Ouija board. That's all we know. They're like, Final Destination Ouija board edition. <laughs> God Almighty. So, anyways, I'm trying not to die over here myself. <laughs> they're, they're there to like save him. So they put him in the back seat of the car, and the only guy with the gun just leaves him to go buy back a cigarette. He doesn't even buy them. He steals he, them. He, he, he armed Un- robberies. Accidentally armed robbery. <laughs> Don't you? I arm don't you remember he's got the shotgun under his arm? He's like, how much owe you, man? He's like, just take him. Oh, my God. Oh, you're right. Yeah. This motherfucker must be smoking a lot. He bought three packs three pack in one bottles, go. Yeah, but they were probably cheap at the time. Oh, it's true. <laughs> They're oh. not $9 like they are now. Oh, my God. But, uh, That's part of the reason I quit smoking. But they just leave the guy they're there to protect. <laughs> he's stuck in the, He's just in the car. And then, surprise, dead. <laughs> Virgil. <laughs> Let's damn throat. It's like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. When they go back to... Oh, God. You forgot about this part. When he goes back to the car and goes to check... The, and he just gets in. The body is just laying there. And it's a Volkswagen, by the way. It's not a big car. It's no. a tiny-ass car. Fucking Robert's just like... Bleh. It's not like he's in the floorboard or in the trunk. He's just laid out in the seat, dead. Yeah, his head up. Dead. You would have saw him yeah, dead you, as fuck. You would have looked in the window and been like, well, he's shit, dead. he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. No. Didn't do my job on this one. <laughs> he just gets in the car. I really bungled this one up. <laughs> he just gets in the car and then goes and looks in the back seat. He's like, damn it. Oh, it's Virgil. Virgil got him. It's like, you left to get cigarettes. And that's the scene where we find out when Michael's eyes turn red, he goes blind. Yeah. Because remember, he's like trying to walk down the stairs, just like. <laughs> he's just stumbling on the stairs like, I can't see. This movie's insane. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make a lick of sense. It, it, as you said, it does feel like aliens came down and tried to direct a movie. I love Robert Galindo Jr. to death. <laughs> Not Robert Galindo. Oh. <laughs> Ruben. Ruben Galindo. Robert Galindo. I was thinking about poor Robert who got killed by Virgil, who could have been saved and fucking John not went by a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I, I remember when we were, because we watched this one together, mm. and <laughs> when that happened, you are like... You just disperse the name of John. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. I about died at that point too. That it, was great. It was just it's just like he's such a good filmmaker. Yeah. And like his filmmaking technique's still showing this film. Oh like, yeah. There's great scenes and good visuals and like, oh, yeah. his camera work is great, his movement's good, he knows how to light. You know, he he's a competent filmmaker. Oh, yeah. He knows what the fuck he's doing. It's just the writing of this one is fucked. <laughs> yeah. I don't, again, like it does like again, I can't confirm for sure, I'd have to. We'd have to deep dive a little bit more into like the making of the film. It does feel like it was tr- supposed to been made for an American audience. Yeah, it feels like a producer went to Ruben and was like, "All right, we need a, uh, you know, this Nightmare on Elm Street thing is really popular. Yeah, we need to do our own version of Nightmare on Elm Street. We need we need to make our <laughs> own Nightmare on Elm Street style movie. Write it in twenty four hours." <laughs> and Ruben's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you need it." And the producer was like, "Yes." Ruben <laughs> was like, "What do you mean?" Yes. <laughs> so Ruben just had a mate's movie up on the block. <laughs> there was no script. He just did it. Uh, it does kind of feel that way. Because <laughs> like, there's no continuity. <laughs> or write it in 24 hours. Or Nothing whatever. makes sense. No. It's all that shit insane. It's fun as fuck, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it might be the funnest of the three movies just because you're going to be sitting there watching it like, oh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're going to hate it. That's, what, that's yeah. the other thing, too. Is you're either gonna love it? It's a movie you either love or hate. It's it you know like Cemetery Terror. Everybody likes Cemetery Terror. Yeah. Grave Robbers universally seems to be just fucking loved. Yeah. Don't panic. 
Divisive. <laughs> Very divisive. <laughs> it, it, it's such a weird fucking movie. Like, it's hard. Like, you can sit here and talk about every scene because every scene has something in it that you're like, because we didn't even talk about the fucking rose. The magic oh rose. Oh, my God. The rose, yeah. Or the. <laughs> The way Virgil's defeated, where just a big box is dropped on him, and he's stuck. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you gotta have this, this as you said, magic dagger. And it's like, when was that ever implemented in the film? Never! <laughs> the first time you see the dagger is when poor fucking Peter was killed. <laughs> Peter Flail. You get a half a second shot of a dagger stabbing him, him going, eh, and he's gone. Yeah. Never established. <sighs> we know nothing about him. If you want any backstory, you better make it up. Because he has no character death at all. Uh, <laughs> Nobody has character death. No. It's just like, all right, his mother's alcoholic. He likes racing. <laughs> That's Michael. That, and he wears dinosaur, dinosaur pajamas. Dinosaur pajamas. What are you, fucking eight? <laughs> what are you, eight years old? <laughs> oh, my God. He's supposed to be, what, 16, 17 in the film? 16, 17, maybe 18. Maybe 18. And he wears dinosaur pajamas like it's like the old school like you go buy from walmart it's like out of a christmas story it's like the you know the top is batman and you got your pants yeah you know batman pajama top pajama pants yeah this but it's fucking shitty one color dinosaurs yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking wild and he spends 90 percent of the movie in those fucking pajamas yeah which I know, I know it, you were like, in retrospect, I wish I bought the, the edition with them. Yeah, my fat ass wouldn't fit in it. I'd be fucking <laughs> spilling out of those goddamn dinosaur pajamas. God, we, we mystery science theater this whole movie when we were watching it, too. You just can't do it. You can't not do that, though. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. just like, you know, I was expecting something completely different because like, I'm like, fucking Cemetery Terror is like a good, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a hodgepodge, but it's a good gothic Horror Spooky movie, horror yeah. movie. And Grave Robbers is just a fucking badass slasher film. This is going to be like a cool, super supernatural fucking Freddy Krueger style slasher. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what I got was madness. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, which again, if, you're, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that John here, and myself, I would say, is a trash panda. We are cinema trash pandas for oh sure. Oh my God. <laughs> Celluloid trash pandas. God. Just lo- just love the weirdest, shittiest movies at, at yeah. points. Which I don't think this is like the shittiest movie because it's too no. well made to, to go up there with like Samurai Cop, no, uh, which yeah. feels like a fucking mongoloid made it. <laughs> can you say that? I don't know. <laughs> you say I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be cancelable. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it. <laughs> Samurai Cop feels like the worst of the student films. Exactly, like it feels like it feels like a guy with half a brain made it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> same thing with like the room and you know bulk and burn don't, don't you disparage the name of Bruno Bruno Matei has made some shit. I mean, his movies are bad, but it's because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> well, if you, now you put it that way. Just, <laughs> we need to start a t-shirt company just so we can make a fucking Bruno Matei shirt, and it's just him holding a cigarette. And says, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> the, car- the camera has the, the fucking, I don't give a fuck on it. With just a dollar sign for the lens. Oh my God. Pay me. Hell yeah. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> Anything else you want to say about Don't Panic? I mean, I'm sure there's shit we've missed. Oh my God. We could go on for days about this movie, really. Which we which we did originally after watching it. We were like, what the fuck? What was this movie? <laughs> yeah, what did we watch? 
God. The, I, him getting kicked out of the hospital is hilarious because it's just like they're so determined to get him out of here. And there's someone dead. Yeah, and this woman's being murdered. And they're still so worried about getting this dude out of here. Ugh. You yeah. know, you, you, <laughs> you expect the subplot too where it's like, it's got to be Michael, right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, everyone thinks it's Michael because he's the one. Oh, he knew this happened. Yeah. It has to be him. It happens for half a second. And they're like, it's Tony. <laughs> it's Tony. And he's like, I'm possessed by Virgil. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did Tony get possessed by Virgil? And also, like, we have to note that, again, Michael's the main character, right? Mm-hmm. Again, spoil- spoiler alert, s- skip like, I don't know, like like five, like ten seconds. Yeah. Michael fucking dies. dies. <laughs> Just dies. <laughs> he gets lift- He gets magically lifted in the air and then dropped. <laughs> Fuck it, eh? And what if they mess. do? It's just like, because then you get the scene later, you know, after the whole scene where, Ugh. you know, Tony's like, I'm sorry I made you your alcoholic brother. <laughs> he just does that. Yeah. And, and then he's like, and he's like, I'm sorry I brought the Ouija board. I know we promised to never do that again. And you're sitting there waiting for the story. Yeah. There ain't no goddamn story. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. He's just like, sorry about the Ouija board, man. There's no reason they don't want to play with the Ouija board again. Ugh. And then he's like, tell him about Virgil. It's like, who's Virgil? Who's Virgil? <laughs> They're like, he's the devil. You're like, explain. Explain <laughs> who Virgil is. For fuck's sakes, explain something. <laughs> Nothing's explained. Please, God. Like, I'm not the kind of guy who needs a, you know, a plot fed to me. No. I like movies that are kind of vague and you have to kind of figure things when out. One of your and my favorite movies is Eraserhead. Yeah, and it's like, it's like there's nothing explained in that movie. No. Everything is just up for interpretation. But this is not about interpretation. This is just key plot points to make everything make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like he wrote a big old skit, a script, and, and and a producer was like, yeah, all this backstory stuff, we don't need that. <laughs> Scrap it. <laughs> like, well, that's the plot point. That's, that's, that's the device to make... You know, everything tie up in a nice knot. No, we don't need it. We don't need to get out of here. <laughs> it's bizarre, man. Yeah. I I don't I don't know if I got anything else to say because I think we went over everything. That's Grave Robbers. <laughs> or not Grave no, Robbers. No, no, don't, don't panic. Don't panic is wild. Yep. So, uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> we tackled <laughs> Ruby Galindo Jr. At least part one. Yeah. Which again, th- there there's a chance that some of his other movies might have get releases in the future. They'd be nice, especially after you know the exposure that's probably gotten yeah. through Vinegar Syndrome. And like I said, I think everybody's you know, I think Gray Robbers and Cemetery Terror was a pleasant surprise to a lot of people, including me. Oh yeah, you know he was definitely a blind spot. Like we were talking about, it's like, you know, I'm familiar with like the '60s and the '50s era of Mexican horror. Yeah, you know the El Santos, the uh, the the Living Coffin, Brainiac. Yeah, you know those those kind of films. But I don't, you know, as far as, like, the glory a- days of, you know, horror, the 70s and 80s, I'm yeah. not super familiar with Mexican horror, so I'd love yeah, to see either. some more stuff from that time period, you know what I mean? And again, if a lot of stuff is like this, then I'm looking I would, I'm looking forward to finding, seeing yeah. more of it. So what are we doing next week, Matt? Oh, next week. It's going to be a lot less fun. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> We're doing. Get, it's going to get dark. Getting dark once again. Yeah. Uh, not 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 as dark as some of the stuff we've covered in the past. I would say probably not. Well, I don't know. One of them's pretty hefty. Yeah. One of them's pretty heavy. We're doing disturbing anthologies next yes. week. Yes, which is ironic since we got that question earlier. Yeah, about anthologies. Yeah, we're doing um, <laughs> family family portraits. Yes, trilogy of America. Um, <laughs> uh, theater bazaar. Yes, and little deaths. Yeah, 
a movie that I saw a long time ago. I don't remember a damn thing about it. Except <laughs> that guy who like his whole body leaks come or something like that. Oh, oh. We'll find out when we watch it. <laughs> if I'm remembering that right, I can't wait for the next episode to be like it, it wasn't. I was completely wrong. <laughs> it's a different movie. <laughs> completely different movie. <laughs> yeah. We get to do two Douglas Bucks movie next week. Yeah. Well, technically three, but... <laughs> yeah. Whew. It's going to be... It's going to be dark. Yep. Yep. But the thing is, like, the way we have planned out things, too, not, you know, not to give everything away, we're covering some pretty dark shit coming up. Yep. we got some heavy hitters coming as the... Uh, some fun stuff. The there. last podcast, boys, would call them. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Anything else think... we need to talk about before we... Call this one an episode? I don't think so. Other than we're shit bags, really shit late, really shit late, and forget to record <laughs> for the second half. <laughs> forget to push record. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I guess comments, com- comments, whatever, questions and concerns <laughs> can be sent to sickconcern <laughs> at gmail dot com or posted on our Instagram. Oh, what an episode! When we ask for them. <laughs> don't panic is melting my brain I mean, it's, I mean I don't know if it's as mind melting as uh, abducted in plain sight no that was pretty bad too we I don't even know if that was co- even like coherent yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't either we were just screaming let's just uh, quick, uh, quick moment of silence for Michael hmm? Tony Peter Fleming <laughs> Christy oh, you heard his last name Debbie and Robert <laughs> alright Recipes old Dick Flim. <laughs> old Dick Flim. <laughs> may you may you spurt in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of hell. Did we get all our plugs in? <laughs> I don't know. We gotta end it there, though. You've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of hell. Sick. Oh, I'm Matt. I'm John. I'm not Matt. I'm John. <laughs> City (laughs) boss. We'll see y'all next time.